The Plumley Pod, episode 45. Prepare to lift the lid on all things education, not indoctrination. Your voice of reason for home education. The Plumley Pod. Hello and welcome back to the Plumley Pod. I'm your host, Sarah Plumley, and I've got a huge pile of things to discuss with you. Apologies while I'm at it for being away. I didn't actually go anywhere. I was poorly. I didn't take Easter break and then was sick shortly afterwards. Maybe I should have taken that Easter holiday. One of these years I'll learn. One of them, hopefully. Anyway, I'm fitting well again and back at it, up and at it, as they say. What am I going to be talking about today? Oh, it's just more drudge, I'm afraid. Online censorship, chat, GTP. Is that what it is? Is that what they're calling this creature? This, well, I think it's an evil creature, but we'll come to that shortly. I think it's called chat, GTP. I've been so rude about it. I might not have said that right. But anyway, yes, it is chat, GTP. There we go. Anyway, I'll be coming to that and what I think it's really all about in a little while. But before that, it wouldn't be a solo pod, a solo plumly pod, if it wasn't for some financial woes, would it? Some financial disaster that has befallen me or somebody that's close to me in recent weeks. So the latest one, the latest scam is Substack, actually. I'm having trouble with my Substack. I've been writing on Substack since August 2021, I think. A very, very long time now. I must be coming up for two years, surely, surely, surely. I'm trying to frantically scroll back to see if I can see how just how long I've been on there. I'm pretty sure it was 2021 when I started blogging on Substack and then the podcast came along and it's a good way to email people educational videos and whatever. And it seemed to be censorship free. They seemed to let you do and say particularly whatever you wanted, which is why I was attracted to it. I wanted to go somewhere where a British person could actually have free speech. So uh, I was pretty happy with it. I have to say, they've kind of, you've got Steve Kirsch on there, and there are an awful lot of people who've been banned and censored elsewhere that seem to be doing very nicely on Substack. And that's, it's a big draw. I can't remember the name. Oh, I can. It's Glenn Greenwald, isn't it? The very famous investigative journalist who was banned and censored everywhere because he was doing exceptional work, telling the truth and uncovering all kinds of scandals. Well, bless him. I think he's the guy that made Substack famous. And it's certainly one of the reasons that I uh, migrated over there. But of late, I've just checked, it was 2021. So yes, I've been there not quite two years now. And I've never had a problem. I can say and write whatever I like. The staff at Substack seem to be pleasant and relatively helpful. They don't ask ridiculous things like for your pronouns. So that's a big win with me. Like if, you know, if you're not going to irritate me with nonsense like that, then, you know, you go up in my estimations immediately. But we've had a problem lately because I've had an email from Substack's partner, a company called Stripe. Stripe are the online payments people. They're one of the biggest companies in the world that enable you to legally charge people's cards for your services. So if you have a recurring payment, say you're paying a 350 a month for a access to Substack, you'll be using a company called Stripe. You might not realize that you'll be paying Substack, but the company that's actually used to do all of the online payment processing is Stripe. And Stripe sent me an email 
few weeks back now to say I had seven days to provide them with proof of address or they would stop paying me. Now, I have a problem with that. It's the attitude. I'm an extremely, extremely busy woman. I have a huge amount of work to do. I produce a huge amount of content for an individual. This year, I've recorded something close to already to 800, 900 videos. This year, in four months, Jan, Feb, March, April. I don't mess around. I work extremely hard. And you'll be thinking, what, what's this about all these videos? Where are all these videos? Well, these videos are actually installed in my app. I have an app, which is like an online platform where my guerrilla editors can go to learn mathematics, cursive, learn how to educate, learn how to teach the process of teaching and learning, how to build a curriculum for your children, all that kind of stuff. Well, I keep it behind a paywall and all of this stuff is in my app. So given I produce an enormous amount of work. I don't have a lot of free time and I volunteer for that. I'm very, very happy for this gig. I love what I'm doing. I love helping people rescue their children from the beast system and provide a much better education at home and in the great outdoors. I love doing that. And I'm very glad to donate huge amounts of my free time, not just my working time to do that. However, I resent it when some big shot corporation tells me I have seven days to prove my address. Well, listen, big shot corporation, I've lived at the same address for almost nine years. I'm fairly sure you took the details of my address when I first made an account with you. I had to prove who I was. I had to send a picture of my passport or whatever. Yeah. So what's with the whole, is that the old, you know, papers, isn't it? I want to see your papers. How dare you? How dare you? But not only for the papers thing, but how dare you tell me I have seven days to do such a thing? That's not enough time. I'm an extremely busy person with lots to do and lots of people to help and serve. I don't have lackeys or minions that could go and find a bill with my name and address on it and send it or whatever. In actual fact, I don't know what it is they're asking for. If they're asking for, say, a driver's license, well, mine's expired. So I won't be able, wouldn't be able to provide that anyway. If they will accept a bill, I'm sure that I'm sure there are plenty of bills with my name on it, plenty of bills with my name and address on. So that's fine. I can scan and send it to them. But I have to say that's not an especially high priority. And for something like Substack, where an awful lot of people who are amateurs write, so there are people who have full-time jobs, let's say as dentists, but they do a bit of keyboard warrior workouts at the weekend and people pay for that. And that's nice. It's called a side hustle, right? So these dentists or whoever have got this lovely thing they do on the weekends and it makes them a little bit of money. It makes Substack a bit of money and it makes Stripe a bit of money. What's the problem? It's just words on a screen. So what's all this? We need proof of this and we need proof of that and papers anyway, if you want to think of it like that. So I'm not very happy with that kind of behavior, but also the very idea that People who are weekend warriors only and perhaps are working, you know, 60, 70 hours in the city as dentists or doctors or lawyers. And when are they going to get time to rustle up this paperwork? Seven days, seven day deadline. Do me a favor. And then there's people like me who I use Substack for professional purposes. However, it's not my only platform. It's not even perhaps my most significant platform. I have my own website, sarahplumley.com. That's where my Gorilla Ed stuff is. And I have my own application app.sarahplumley.com, where I have over almost two and a half thousand videos now up on there. And I find it extremely frustrating that a company such as Substack that has so many extremely busy people and so many people who are part-time bloggers and part-time podcasters that are doing this in their free time, that they would use a company like Stripe 
who is so, shall we say, overzealous with their demands. So I'm not happy. I'm not a happy pixie. Um, as and when I resolve it, I will let you know. So if you are currently unable to subscribe, you can't make a paid subscription to Substack. It's not your fault. It's mine because I haven't sent this paperwork within seven days. I do apologize if that's inconvenience to you. I know there's a couple of people who've let me know, hey, my payments aren't getting through, blah, blah, blah. It's not your fault. And that's all on me. This is a company that Substack have chosen to use. I'll be honest, I use it too. I use Stripe for my app, my Gorilla Ed stuff. It's very hard not to use them. There are only a handful of companies that really can do this stuff legally in the world. So very, very annoying and very irritating. And I do apologize if I've inconvenienced more people than I know about. I will try and sort it as soon as possible. And if they will not accept my proof of address, because they might say, no, we want this kind of proof or that kind of proof. In fact, I'm halfway suspecting they will say that. Then I'll have to come up with a new solution. I, I Maybe I will set up a Patreon or something whereby I can make you a complimentary membership on Substack if you are a Patreon or something. I'll, I'll find a way around it for you as soon as I possibly can. But please bear with me because my Substack is my gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. Substack is my gateway drug. If you are good on my Substack, you hang out on my posts, you make interesting comments, perhaps you attend some of the free live training that I put on for my Substack readers. If you come to things like Rescue Your Children, which is in August, 3rd, 4th, 5th of August, that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, my free training course in all things home education. 100% free to everybody, whether you are a paid subscriber or not, doesn't matter. It's literally free to all, open to all. People who come along to these kinds of things often decide that they'd like to become Gorilla Ed members and we move you across and that's all well and good. So yeah, Substack is not my primary castle. It's kind of like the gatekeeper, if you will. So anyway, that's my pile of excuses as to why you can't keep up your paid subscriptions. And I do apologize humbly for that. So on to my next, uh, oh, that's not the only one. You didn't think that was my only financial problem, did you? No, 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 no. Since I started speaking out about all the things which you are not allowed to speak out about, I've had nothing but trouble. I've had four bank account hacks in just over 12 months now since I started doing things. I've had my emails done over a few times. I've been doxxed. Yeah, it's been really fun. It all started on the, about, I think it was the 3rd of June, the 3rd of June, 2021. And I remember that date because I was on the Richie Allen show. <laughs> I got a direct message from Richie at lunchtime on that day. I'd never met him. I, I was actually a fan of the show. I still occasionally dive in and listen to him when I can, but I was listening to him quite frequently at the time. And it was quite a surprise to get invited on. And my goodness me, since that day, I've had nothing about hassle. And it's not anything to do with him or his show. It's a great show. And I like him very much. It was a consequence of how large his listenership is and how influential he is. And it's actually a massive compliment, really, in Truth Circles. If your guests get heat after coming on your show, then I think you're doing a really good job. So I'll be eternally grateful for Richie for letting me on because it really kickstarted this mission that I'm on, even though it's caused me loads of grief since in terms of emails, bank account hacks, all sorts of stuff. I'm still really grateful and I'm very, very glad. And I, in fairness, I knew at the time what I was doing. I knew that if I went on that show, I literally said to my husband, that's the end of my mainstream career. If I go on this show tonight, we have to accept that my mainstream career is over. It will not grow and I'll have to be 100% in the alt community and that will be that. And we both agreed that I should definitely do it. And, you know, hell to you lot kind of thing. Hell to it, let's go. So that's what we did. Anyway, the second financial fiasco, 
one of the places where I host my videos. I was bragging earlier about my almost two and a half thousand videos that I've produced in the last few years. Well, I have to put them somewhere and I have to pay somebody to keep them there, to look after and to keep them there. So I choose rather a famous company to do this. Some of you will know who it is if you've watched my videos anyway. So if you do want to find out exactly who I'm talking about, just check out the links that I drop on Substack all the time. You'll know who that is. You'll know who my video company is. And I needed to upgrade because I'm <laughs> victim of my own success, my own produce, producing too much stuff. And I, I ended up maxing out the amount that I'm allowed to upload to this site. I've been uploading 20 gig a week, every week for quite a number of weeks now. And anyway, I have more videos and I couldn't get them up and I wanted to. So I was going to upgrade my subscription. I was going to pay them more per month so they let me have a bit more space per week. So they said, right, if you upgrade to the next package, 1995 euros a month, 20 bucks, 20 quid a month, then you can have this extra space. And I thought, oh, great, that's not too bad. It's only about five quid more or six quid more than I'm paying now. Let's do it. Anyway, I click through and you have to pay annually, no problem. But they said that the annual total was 359. <laughs> yeah, 359 euros. Now, wait a minute. I'm not expecting you to do 1995 times 12 in your head, but let's call it 20. Yeah, what's 20 bucks times 12? Well, 10 times 12 is 120. And if you double it, you get 240. And I've probably just lost some people there. Chill out. I didn't do anything clever. You just thought I did something clever because you know I teach maths. But I did it really the dumbest way possible. I literally took 10 pounds, half of the amount, and times it by 12 because there are 12 months in a year. 10 times 12 is 120. And I knew that it's not £10 a month, it's £20 a month. So I doubled 120 to get 240 Quite a slow way of doing it, perhaps. Some of you will have done it quicker and better. But anyway, I thought, you know, I'll be paying about 240 359 And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you get 1995 times 12 to be 359 Now, I appreciate that value-added tax needs to be put onto this amount because these American companies don't show the price inclusive of VAT. They show the price before the tax is added. I get that. I understand that. But I thought tax would be about 20%. And I'm like, this, isn't, this is just not right. Let's take 240. Well, 10% of 240 is 24. And if I double 24, that's 48, hence 20%. So I'm like, hang on, 240 add 48. Well, that's 288. In any case, it's not 359, is it? Also, you have to take into account the fact that I've already paid an annual subscription and I paid it in December. So I've only used four months of a 12-month contract. And they actually give you back, pro rata, your money from the previous tier of membership that you had. So I'm actually due 119 bucks off of the bill anyway but they're still trying to charge me 359 So I'm like, no, 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 no. So I had to get in touch with Vimeo and explain that you're overcharging by a lot. And I do hope that you haven't done this to somebody else who perhaps doesn't have my confidence in number. I'm not saying I'm any good. I never said I was a great mathematician. I'm, I don't even think I'm a good one. I'm a good maths teacher, but I'm definitely not a great mathematician. And I'm pff, not even sure I could say I'm a good one. But I, you know, I can figure out that that's wrong. But there are some people out there who possibly do fantastic videos, provide a great service for their customers, and numbers isn't their thing. And they might have just paid it. How can something that's effectively automated, as the system there at this company is, how can something that's automated come out with such a, an incorrect number? What's going on there? So that was another one. 
I'm still waiting to hear about that. I think they've emailed me, but they emailed me while I was off sick. So I don't have a resolution yet, but I will let you know. In any case, because I was poorly, I've now got 20 gig of headroom again, so I can carry on uploading my videos for a bit more. But I will let you know how this goes, because I'm not happy about that. It's not just the fact they've tried to rob me of about 200 quid. It's about the other poor people who might have already paid that money and not realised they've been robbed. That's just not on. If you offer something for this price, then it really should be that price. And once you've added the tax on it, that should all be above board and legit, and it should be easily calculable before you click buy. Anyway, enough ranting about that. I appreciate we all have places to be on a Sunday. Now then, now then, censorship. Oh my goodness me, online censorship, the bane of my life. Since August 20, actually not August, probably April, May 2020, it's just been an uphill battle. Online censorship, it is a nightmare. All of my friends were in Facebook jail. Not that I spend much time on Facebook anyway, but they're all in Facebook jail by about May. Some of them lasted till June. But of course, this is when the scandemic was kicking off and anyone who was telling the truth or even just asking pertinent questions, just asking sensible questions, they were all put in jail or booted off. And it wasn't just there. You could see videos being taken down from YouTube. Careful how you say that. Videos being taken down from there, left, right and centre. Anything that questioned, dared to question the official quote-unquote narrative. What a joke. Anyway, this latest one is actually BitChute. I was looking for somebody's channel on BitChute. It's quite a well-known person in Ireland. And I was trying to find her channel. And I couldn't. And I'm, I thought, well, hang on a minute. I know her name. I've spelt it correctly. I searched a few different ways, like leaving spaces in different places and using an underscore and not using an underscore and capital letters and lowercase letters. Nope, nope, nope. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Now, I didn't want to make an account with this online video service, BitChute, because I don't want them to have my details, quite frankly. I don't trust them. I never have. And they weren't appropriate for what I needed anyway. They won't let me upload in 1080. And because I teach mathematics, I need to be able to upload my own content in 1080 most of the time. So they're incompatible in that regard. I did ask them a year or two ago, but also I don't like what I see. They claim that they don't censor. And yet, because I live in France, I know full well that they do censor because they ban me from watching lots of things because they know which country I live in. Um, I've used a VPN naturally to watch what I want because I will not be told by anybody least of all some freaking online video company, what I may and may not watch. How dare you? Who do you think you are to make that decision? I'll decide what's incitement to hatred. I'll decide what's hate speech, not you. And how do you know that what incites me doesn't incite somebody else and vice versa? What might incite Joe down there doesn't incite me. I'm not really drawn to hatred. I get easily frustrated with the sheeple tards. This is true. But I, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Do I hate anything? I think I hate whomever is behind the tyranny. I think I can probably say I, I hate those creatures. Not that I necessarily know who or what they are, but I probably hate them. But in terms of incitement to hatred, I mean, what a presumptuous statement. Anyway, that's a slightly side issue. I was looking for this lady's channel. It's a relatively well-subscribed channel and I couldn't find it at all. Then I noticed that the... You know the um, URL bar, the bar at the top of your search engine that takes you to places on the internet? It used to start www. These days it starts https... Dot, dot, dash, dash, whatever. You know what I mean. 
it will then say BitChute slash channel slash and then the name of the person whose channel it is. Well, BitChute had ad- added an X, the letter X, at the end of this lady's name. And that's why whenever I tried to search for it, it refused to find it. So anyway, I eventually, by looking for where she'd been on other people's videos, where she was a guest, appearing as a guest rather than, than as somebody on her own channel, I managed to find her. I managed to click through to her channel and I was just looking, I just kept observing the URL thinking, what, there must be something in this URL that is stopping me from getting to the page. Anyway, I saw the X after her name, deleted the X and lo and behold, I managed to get through to her channel and I didn't subscribe at that point because I didn't, I needed to make a fake email and a fake alias or whatever to, because I I will not give BitChute any of my details. No chance. Don't trust them. Anyway, so that was fun and it was quite interesting that the CEO who I obviously alerted the lady whose channel it was to what was going on and why her subscribers weren't growing because people like me, even people who spend quite a bit of time like I do these days online, couldn't actually find her even though I knew her name, I knew quite a bit about her. I showed her and there she asked the CEO of BitChute, you know, what's going on here? And he tried to blag it off as, oh, it must have been... He was trying to make out that maybe the lady who owns the channel had done it herself. As if, like when you make your own channel, they're the ones who decide what goes in that URL, not you. Somebody at BitChute had added that X to her channel so that you couldn't easily find it. It's just another form of censorship. That's all it is. Somebody in the chat, I made a little video to show the lady what was happening and crucially how to get around it so that she could share it with her viewers. Because I'd been watching one of her live streams and thinking, well, I feel like a fool because I can't find her BitChute channel. There I am watching her live stream on Getter or off her own website. She's showing everybody a video that she's put up on her BitChute and I can't find it. I felt like a right fool. Anyway, I figured out why and sent her a little video showing her how to get around it. She forwarded the video to the CEO of BitChute and, well, that was a bit awkward. I'm very glad she did and she let me know she was going to and I said, go for it. But it was a bit awkward for him because, well, (laughs) it seems that you're censoring and I thought the whole point of BitChute was that you were a censorship-free platform. It's just not true, is it? Your reputation as the place that doesn't censor or ban or... Well, it's just simply not the case. Anyway, he tried to blag it off as an accident or something. But he wasn't trying to take the blame. He wasn't trying to say that someone at BitChute had had an accident or made a mistake. Oh, no, no, no. He was trying to lay the blame on me, who has nothing to do with it, or on the lady whose channel it is, who also had nothing to do with it. It was just, they think we're so stupid, don't they? They think we are all so stupid. I'm sorry, you creatures up there who are in charge of all these scams and all the tyranny. Whilst you might think you're the enlightened ones, and you might view all of us as sheep, all of us as sheep, even those who are awakening. All sheep are not equal. We are not all the same. Yeah, some of us are not as daft as we look. So that was bit shoot. Then, so that was not, it wasn't obviously me that was affected by that. I was just like the consumer, the person who couldn't find the video and was frustrated, but I fixed it. I sorted it out. They've now removed the X, by the way. They removed it within couple of hours of the CEO getting an email from the lady whose channel it was asking the question. Isn't that amazing? So it's a mystery problem, but they'd up removed it within a couple of hours. Isn't that magic? Didn't take much investigation, did it? Anyhow, that censorship doesn't directly involve me for a change, which is nice, but this one does. I clicked onto Vimeo to try and upload some more videos for my hard-working, amazing gorilla education, gorilla ed people, as I call them, the gorilla edders. And Vimeo had a warning on the top of my account saying that one of my videos was currently banned over some sort of copyright breach. Now, I was about to lose my, you know what, over that. 
I have never breached copyright to the best of my knowledge in my life. I painstakingly create all of my own materials. Many maths teachers and many people that are selling maths content online have stolen those mathematics questions from other people and just changed the order. I have written all of my questions, bearing in mind that almost all of the questions on my site are realistic exam questions, in particular, many of them for GCSE maths. There's probably a 1,000 or 1,500 GCSE mathematics questions which not everybody is capable of writing. Some of them are extremely difficult to write, and it takes a lot of hard work. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into that. And I've personally gone to the trouble of doing all of that myself, because that's right. You shouldn't steal other people's material and pass it off as your own. In particular, if you're charging for it, that's disgusting. It's criminal, rightly so. But I was livid that Vimeo had even dared suggest that I might have breached copyright These videos I have made myself with my own hands, right? With my own hands. And I was just so cross with them. Anyway, within 40 minutes or so, without my taking any action at all, that notification disappeared. Now, I've never had that notification on my account before, and it was after I'd complained about being ripped off for the 359 euros thing. So I don't know if it was related to that, but it's kind of suspicious timing, isn't it? Anyway, it just occurred to me that this is another way that censorship is going to crawl in, particularly with the advance of AI. Now that it's not people checking to see whether copyright has been breached or not, intelligent human beings, you would hope, now that it's bots, they probably are oversensitive, aren't they, for what is and is not copyright. Now, I can't prove that, I'm not certain, but it would seem to me that One of the ways that this could be used as a weapon is that people they don't like, like me, they can just, the AI will be trained to flag a load of my videos and to make them unusable, deactivate, even though it's on my own app, because the videos are housed somewhere else at another company, they can freeze those videos whilst they are subject to an investigation regarding copyright, even though it's completely baseless. And I would A, never do something like that and B, have done all of the work myself. So this is going to be something else that I foresee. So worry not, worry not, my darlings. I've already thought of this. I think almost of nothing else. I always think what ways are they going to try and get me next? And it served me pretty well so far, Touchwood. I've managed to keep ahead of most of the trouble. The places I lose out are financial ones because the financial institutions just screw you. You can't win. You can't beat the banksters. You really can't. When it comes down to it, there's not that very many of them are there at the very top and there's nothing you can do about it. So I do tend to lose on those fronts. Eventually, I get my money back, most of it. But that's quite hard. But in other ways that they've tried to trip me up, I haven't lost yet. And I'm quite quite, quite smug about that. I rather enjoy it. It does make me happy. So I've got plans. One of them is to get my own server. I'll get a, my own server. I will have one that's in-house. I will have one that's abroad. And I will also have one that's in the United States and protected by somebody with guns. So there you go. Good old America, keep your guns. That's my plan. I'm going to make sure that instead of renting space on a video channel where they house my videos, I will house them myself. Then they can't be subject to BS copyright claims and they can't be deactivated in my own app. How dare they? Honestly, how dare they? They kind of say, hey, come to us. You can house your videos for cheap and we'll look after you and your videos will be accessible and you can embed them wherever you like. And then they start slapping copyright infringement question marks over them. Yeah, nice. Do do you remember when, are you guys old enough to remember when YouTube was like the Wild West and you can see anything there, you could post anything there? Yeah, they hauled us in like that, didn't they? And all these other companies now, 
that are claiming to keep your videos safe. Let's face it, there's no such thing anyway. If you want to nick a video badly enough, you can. But anyway, all of these companies that have come along subsequently, they're trying to prove that they're better or less censorious than this or that company. It's all just this. It's just more of the same stuff. They lure you in with a certain contract, certain terms and conditions, and then they just keep changing the terms and conditions. Oh, we've updated our T's and C's. Oh, have you? Yeah, are they in my favour? No, they're not, are they? Didn't think so. Didn't think so. And that brings me to this chat GTP thing, which I'm going to be extremely rude about. Chat GTP. Chat, oh, come on, please. Who wants to talk to a bot? Who wants to read something that's been written by a bot? I don't care if it's better than somebody that I read on subs. Let's say a bot managed to write, just for the sake of argument, let's say that this chat GTP thing wrote an article that was even better than John Waters in the style of John Waters. Let's just pretend that that was possible, which for a start, I don't believe it is. But let's just say that it is. I wouldn't want to read it. I want to know that what I'm reading, John wrote, that he put his time and effort and energy and his love and his experience. I want to know that he did that. He wrote those words. And that when I'm reading something from John Waters, I'm in some way communicating with him. I don't mean that necessarily in a literal sense, but on some level, his words are speaking to me. It's like John is speaking to me. Well, even if I, let's say I don't know that a bot has written that, when I later find out that a bot wrote that, and I, for goodness sake, please don't think that I'm saying that John Waters would ever do something like that. I'm not. I've used John as an example because I read him. I read him regularly. I subscribe to him and I love what he's doing and has done very, very much. But if I later found out that what I'd been reading had been written by ChatGTP, that'd be it. I would cancel my subscription and never have anything to do with it again. I don't want something. That's, I want to pay money to the people who made the effort. Not some freaking bot. The bot doesn't need to feed his family. The bot doesn't need to put a roof over his children's head. This GTP thing is going to take people's jobs. And that's what this will eventually boil down to. This AI business is going to, it already has taken jobs. Look at the job losses at Amazon. Amazon cleaned up during the scandemic. Cleaned up. It's almost as if, and I emphasize the word almost, it's almost as if people many years ago knew that Amazon would have its glory moment when you weren't allowed to shop almost anywhere else. It's almost as if those investors who were investing in a company that was losing millions and then billions year on year, it's almost as if they knew, isn't it? Isn't that funny? Apparently it's totally legit. Yeah, right. Anyhow, why are they laying off staff? Yeah, you heard that right. Go check it out. It's in the Trends Journal by Gerald Salente, the Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com. Why are Amazon laying off thousands of staff? They've just made a fortune during the scandemic. They should be in profit. They should be taking on more people. They should be hiring, shouldn't they? Ready in time for the next scandemic, in time for the next climate lockdown or whatever BS we've got coming down the pipes, down the poo pipes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they're laying off staff. I bet you it's because there's more automation now at Amazon. And where does that come from? AI. Watch chat GTP. AI. Artificial intelligence. The clue is in the title. It's artificial. It's artificial. If it's artificial, it's fake. Fake, fake, fake. I don't want fake. I don't want fake anything. I don't want artificial food. Fake. I don't want artificial blog posts. Fake. I don't want artificial video scripts. Fake. Fake, 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 fake. In a world of fake, I want real. I want real warts and all, mistakes and everything. 
I had a disastrous live stream last night because I couldn't make the tech work. And you know what? I learned. I learned from it. My people forgave me. We switched onto Zoom and got the job done anyway. I had a nightmare with some of the software I was trying to use, but that's okay. I'm a human being. I can be forgiven. I don't want to use something that's fake. In a world full of fake, I'm going after authenticity. And I've been warned. I've been warned that I will be left behind. I keep getting these emails that, oh, if you don't do this, you're finished. Here's one from today. The AI gold rush. Build your no-fail plan with generative AI. Oh, please, pass the sicky bucket. I don't want artificial intelligence anywhere near me, my business, or my people. I think it's foul. I really do. It's fake, 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 and I don't want anything to do with it. It says to me, let's have a look. Let me read this to you. So about four months ago, I'm quoting here, it all got a whole lot easier to implement. The new generation of AI tools led by ChatGTP are so powerful, flexible, and effective, it's like they were tailor-made for your business. Uh, Previously, you always had to be a bit of of jack-of-all-trades in this business. The strategy and the formula was always the core required skill, but you also needed to have at least a basic grasp of how to write marketing copy, how to script a video, and countless other associated skills. Yes, those human skills that make us individual, make us funny, make us sad, make us laugh, cry, do real things like real human beings. You mean those? Yes. And then it goes on to say, AI removes that barrier almost entirely. What you mean the human barrier? The human touch? Yeah. It says you don't have to face the blank page anymore. You don't have to fight through the annoying parts of building your business. You don't have to come up with 50 headlines. With AI, this is what you need instead. The right prompts, the skills to discern good output from bad, the ability to translate the AI's output into your own voice. What? What? I wouldn't need to translate AI's output into my own voice if I just opened my gob and spoke my own voice, would I? I mean, I'm sorry. And this, sadly, this email, it comes from somebody that I respect enormously. I think he's a fabulous businessman. I think he's actually a genuinely nice guy as well. One of the few people who are personally very wealthy and genuinely nice guys. But I, I cannot believe that he's hook, line and sinker for this AI business. It's going to take away people's jobs. And taking away people's jobs, it's not just awful financially, for the individual and also economically for society at large. But what about a man's dignity? Removing work removes a man's dignity, takes away his livelihood, takes away his dignity. What's that going to do to mental health? What's that going to do to the mental health of his children, his wife? I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't support that at all. And what I don't see is who's talking about the morality of using this stuff, this chat GTP. We're using something that's cheap and quick and it can write your website for you. Well, maybe I want to read a website that somebody's put time, care, and love and attention into. They say you won't be able to tell the difference. Well, that's not true in my game, is it? Because do you know who's programmed these chat GTPs? Woke people. Flip-flop wearing soy boys from Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, as good old Daryl calls it there from Penpal Revival. I like that, Silicon Valley. Yes, indeed, it is all a Silicon Do people want to do business with bots or with people? Because I know the answer to that from my position. I don't want to do business with bots and computer geeks. I want to do business with people. I love people. And I just, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Anyway, the people who've programmed this chat GTP are woke. They're broadly demon craps. I'm sorry I said that wrong. They're broadly Democrats. And I don't buy this left-right politics business, but I do notice that the demon craps are more likely to be jabbed, 
They wanted to take kids away from people who weren't jabbed back in 2020. There's a whole pile of things that I saw on social media that were true in 2022, that Democrats wanted to take away people's rights who hadn't had the vax, the so-called vax. And these are the people that programmed chat GTP in the main. I'm not saying that everyone who's done programming is a libtard or a leftard or a leftist, but most of them are. And they don't know cool words like jabtard, vaxtard. They probably don't even know what libtard or leftard is because it's offensive. That is so offensive. Well, do you know what? That's what my business is. My business is offensive. I am proud that my business is offensive because if you're nice all the time, you don't get anywhere. If you're too agreeable, you get trodden on. And that's not a good thing. It's how communism works, isn't it? When we're all nice and kind and think the same, we're trying to help everybody, aren't we? Creepy, 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 creepy. So no, I don't believe that ChatGTP can help me write my blog posts. My blog posts use words like disgusterous, and that's not technically a word, but I like it. Roald Dahl, I think, coined it in uh, the novel BFG, The Big Friendly Giant. Don't ask me how I know that. I do. I have a bit of a soft spot for English literature, especially especially the children's books, the real ones, the old stuff, not this modern pornography garbage. I mean, the, the golden oldies. But in, in any case, I've had it with this GTP. In fact, one of my gorilla editors is a bit of a super computer guy. He knows his stuff and he's one of the goodies as well. I love it when I find someone who knows about computers that's on Team God that's one of the good guys. And he actually tried to put quite a few of my... Uh, delightful little phrases like fuckerman and libtard and vaxtard. He put some of these things through. Oh, you don't know what fuckerman is? Where were you the other week? Fuckerman is fucking government condensed. Fuckerman, you're very welcome. My best friend actually created that. I think, as, as far as I'm aware, she originated it too, but she's very shy, so she won't take the credit, but I can't claim it. It's not mine. But anyway, the chat GTP doesn't know these things. He couldn't write. <laughs> so can't write like me. Ha <laughs> ha. Who's going to win that one then? And it is a... <laughs> Here's another bit from that email this morning. It says that you're not going to believe these figures, especially you guys. But um, that business bloke this morning told me that now ChatGTP just accelerated everything. A hundred million users in two months. So it says, and he's a pretty reliable source, I would say. He knows his business. ChatGTP, a hundred million users in two months. The fastest growth of any platform ever in history, potentially. That's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. 100 million people thinking that they're going to make a quick buck by cheating. That's effectively what it is. It's getting somebody else to write your copy for you, to write your scripting videos. Why do you need to script a video? If you're teaching something, shouldn't you know it? Yeah, shouldn't you just know it already? Like, I know my stuff. I, you know, I'm a legit mathematics teacher. I don't need to script my videos. I teach. I do them. And I'm not saying that no videos ought to be scripted. I understand that if you're writing a documentary, especially if you're an investigative journalist, that yeah, but we want to hear your individual touch. We want to hear your voice and your insight, not some programmed thing, especially when it's been programmed by the other side. You know, unbelievable. Anyway, I better stop because I've already gone on too long and I know that you are super, super busy. Next week, I have a fabulous guest coming on to talk about foraging, which I am so excited about. I don't know very much about it myself, and I'm terrified of killing myself by eating something I shouldn't. Uh, (laughs) It's bad enough, you know, going in a supermarket and eating genetically modified things by accident. That's probably going to kill you sooner or later, isn't it? Let alone the fear of going out in nature and picking something and eating it and dying. But she's assured me that even an idiot like me will be fully competent after she's been in and spoken to me. So I'm very much looking forward to that. All from me for now. I I am live streaming, as you probably heard, on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., 
I'm going to be using Zoom for the foreseeable until I can sort out an alternative. But it's open to anybody. So if you want to come on and hear my live streams, I take apart the fake news media with regard to education. I'm an education watch. I'm watching out what these goons are doing. And I'm also actually starting to turn the spotlight on the alt media as well, because I'm not happy about what I'm seeing there either with regard to education. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be going for it swinging with the punches on Wednesdays, 8pm UK. And if you would like to join that, it's completely free, but you will need to get a link from me via email. I send the link via email 45 minutes before. It's for security. It's so that if I get goons, I can just expel them, throw them out and block them and not let them back in. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm a former football referee, so I'm very, very used to using my yellow and red cards. I have no problems binning people, but that's why I send out a new link each week. So if you do want to be in on the live streams, you will need to give me your email address and you can do that at sarahplumley.substack.com. So if you go to sarahplumley.substack.com and leave me your email, you can do it for free. It doesn't cost you anything. You will then start to receive a link 45 minutes before, quarter past seven UK time, 19.15 UK on a Wednesday night for my live streams and you'll be allowed to come in and watch what we're doing. I will put the recordings up. I will do that as soon as I can on Odyssey shortly after those Wednesday night evenings. As soon as I can, I promise I'll put it up for you. But if you do want to join us live, let me have your email and I will send you those links. All for now, my beauties, fly my pretties. And remember, your children can either be educated or schooled. And those things are mutually exclusive. Take back your individual sovereignty and that of your family. Visit sarahplumley.substack.com and subscribe for free to stay up to speed with all things education, not indoctrination.